and welcome to the Netball Nation podcast. I'm Emma Louise Jones, and as always, I'm joined by Sarah Bayman. Hello. I'm Maggie Burkish. Hello. How are we both? Uh, awesome, thanks. So, sunny week this week. Sun's, sun's out. We're sun's always out, guns out. Yes. <laughs> Sarah now. You have got your guns out, Emma. I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't really. If you could guns. see. If you could see. If, yeah, if you could see this fake hand falling <laughs> off my arms. <laughs> Genuine fake. Right, we've got a busy show today, ladies, and we'll be starting with round 14 of the Vitality Super League, which did not disappoint. We've got close games, shot results, and loads of talking points, so don't go anywhere. We're also going to be joined by Jen Walsh, who's the captain of the England Mixed Indoor netball team she's going to be telling us what it's like to play mixed netball at the highest level and finally we're going to chat a bit about the under 19 and under 21 npl competitions and how important these campaigns are for developing performance netball in this country Welcome to Netball Nation. Now then, before we chat about all things Vitality Super League, we've had a really good question come in from Hazel Talbot, who describes herself as being a short goalkeeper, playing anything in defence and occasionally making an appearance at wing attack. Right, we'll <laughs> right, take that, Hazel. That's we'll versatility that. for you right there. <laughs> yeah. Great bio. Right, Hazel says that you both speak very informatively about Super League teams' performances in matches, but she asks how you know. Uh, with there only being one <laughs> Sky game a week, she asks what how she, you she we're making yeah, it yeah. up. <laughs> Liar! Uh, she says that with there only being one Sky game a week, she asks how you get your information about how other teams are playing and asks whether each franchise sends a spy to games. <gasps> it's like, it's like, it's like the Legion United United game. Game, isn't it? Oh, I knew, do you know what I knew? That was I've about got people crawling over balconies with <laughs> binoculars. <laughs> false moustaches. Yeah, <laughs> the coats, the lot. What, In fact, what? they're not false. I've moustaches on some of them. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we digress. Don't yeah, talk sorry, about my sorry. stuff like that. <laughs> go on, go on. Um, what actually happens is um, there's a video sharing platform where all the teams upload the video of their games um, and you have to do that within, I think, 48 hours of the game taking place. So I will get to see everyone else's game, should I want to, and they will get to see ours. So you're an open spy, you're not really spying. Yeah, well, what, what was basically happening before is, is there was just informal chats happening. So I'd say to, who have we got this week? We've got, we've got Sirens this week. So I'd say to Celtic Dragons, oh, you played Sirens last week. Can, we, can I have that video? And they'd go, yeah, okay. Can I have a video of whatever team we've oh, got okay. coming up? So actually it was pointless. Yeah. So everyone's just sort of sat down and was like, right, why don't we all just put the videos in one place and then no one's at an advantage or disadvantage because we can all access everything. But it's just you guys that get access to Yeah, that. it's just the well, teams. And, oh. I, and I get them as well every week. Albeit I don't get a chance to watch them all, <laughs> if I'm totally honest with you, through the work that I do with England Netball with the right. assessing and selecting. But it is a select group of yeah. people yeah. that have the rights to see yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, Hazel. See, they aren't spies. They actually have And we're not it. making it up. It. <laughs> well, maybe bits of Sometimes. It. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Uh, Hazel also asks if you can please organise some elite coaching for old people like her. She goes on to tell us that she's only 45, but it does beg the question, what kind of workshops are there for older players slogging it out in Saturday leagues? I actually saw that Ross had run a few adult workshops and they'd gone down really well. So cheers for that idea, Ross. Where is she? Oh. Where is she? Hazel, where are you? Let us know. On Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) At Hazel Talbot. There she is. Um, Um, (laughs) No, Wasp ran a few and they went really well. And I think it's probably something that Super League franchises will look at more because I think there's a growing demand for it. You know, in the past, I I know some teams have tried it and it's not really taken off because there was a bit of a feeling that it was a bit weird. Right. Um, Why is it weird? Well, I don't know. Because I think there's so much focus on the youth coming up. Coming up and I think, and I think they, they assume there. there's a performance focus where there's really not, you know, like a lot of the camps we run for, especially, especially the little kids. It's not 
about performance it's about fun and you know yeah. learning something and whatever having a good time having a good time like, making new friends and absolutely so I think like I said I think the adult sort of age group will become more and more relevant for, for Super League teams and, and I'm sure more camps will be put on for them Is there anywhere that if you want to find out this kind of information that Hazel or anyone like Hazel can go do we know where's the best kind of... I don't think there is anywhere uh, I don't know if it would be something that would be pushed out by the franchises or pu- pushed right. out by regions you okay. know, it's because yeah. it's just not been I mean, I'd, I'd, delivered. Wherever you are, I'd, I'd probably advise you to to look at your local franchise and, and what they're offering. And then, like Mike said, look at your region. So if you're in the northeast or East Midlands or northwest mm. or whatever, look on look on those, those kind of websites. And if there anything, maybe even speak to them and say, yeah. could you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so I like, think that's it. You know, like as a franchise, when people go, oh, we really want this. When two or three people say it, you're like, oh, actually. It gains momentum, doesn't it? Yeah, actually, there's a need for this. Yeah. Yeah. Hazel Talbot, you could be changing things you now. Know? Start Thank- revolution. Yeah. And let's forget that, you know, Hazel pays the money as well. You know, she probably affiliates and, you know, she's another customer and she's probably just as excited about netball on the television as five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, you know? Absolutely. So Everyone deserves it, don't they? Do. they? So thank you so much. Thanks, ladies, for answering Hazel's question. And thank you, Hazel, for emailing us some great questions. If you've got any questions at all, as always, Always, you can send us an email to hello at mynetballnation.com or tweet us at mynetballnation and we'll make every effort to get back to every question that we get. Right, now moving on to round 14 Super League results. And we're going to be kind and give Sarah a break from going first this week. Makes a change. <laughs> yeah, I think it's deserved. Uh, we'll start instead with probably the biggest shock of the round. We saw top of the table Manchester Thunder beaten at home by seventh place, seven stars, 47.50 uh, for the record you owe me money both to yeah. be honest I had an absolute stinker of a week prediction wise I got about I think, I think everything I got, wrong I think I got two out of five yeah. yeah well we'll get to that we'll get to the kitty <laughs> but uh, a bit of a strange start to this game as there was a delay due to the centre circle being seven centimetres out of place who went there? Who went and measured that I know who got the ruler out there hey. I'm surprised at that I'm not saying um, anything else about umpires because I just <laughs> oh yeah we don't want to start this you again. stay out of it <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying they've obviously got incredible vision to look yeah. at a centre circle and go that doesn't look in the Mm. right place when it's only seven centimetres out and there's some things that you kind of go well it's seven centimetres out for both yeah, you know, does so, it yeah. does it matter? Advantage, disadvantage. Exactly. I mean, it's not really all, being yeah. yeah, just crack on. Well, as a result of that, Thunder didn't really get going and only managed to score eight goals in the second quarter. Now, as the home side, when things like that happen, how hard is it to put it to one side and focus on getting the start you need? This, you know, I can't believe that that would be something that would completely throw them off kilter. But no. to be fair, when we played Stars away, they they relayed the centre circle because it was a couple of inches out. So really, yeah, it's something. It's that, something that happens that, a lot. Well, I, I've never seen it happen I think before it's because this season. They, because <laughs> they take the floors up, put the floors down. Yeah, take the floors up, take the, put them back down. They must take all the tape off as well. And so whoever it is that's in charge of the tape. Yeah. Just didn't make the circle D- the right size. Difficult shape to make, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it is a tough it one. with tape. Darn circle. Uh, <laughs> now, you both backed Thunder in this game, but we have previously spoken about teams causing upsets. And despite that this result is a really unexpected defeat for Thunder at home, they are going to be disappointed to drop points, aren't they? Yeah, they will, because it now gives Wasps an opportunity to fight for top spot with yeah. them. Um, but... Stars have been good for a few weeks. You know, we got out of jail against them when we beat them by one. And since then, they've just been on like an upwards curve. And I'm glad we've got our games against them out of the way because they're looking really dangerous. And I think Definitely. any of the, the teams fighting for top four who've got stars to come will look at that and be like, oh, that is that is a dodgy, dodgy game for That's us. the thing, because now they're going to be feeling a bit confident after yeah, that. Yeah, like full of confidence. Yeah, <sighs> Sarah, you said it yourself a couple of weeks ago that they were building and they were building. And I think Sam Bird, um, her, her phrase of, you know, on any given day, 
if the team steps up, steps on and does the job, any team can take any team. Yeah. And they just proved it. And I think, like, I, I spoke last week about how impressive their defensive unit is. And it's, mm. and I think Sam Cook got um, MVP for that game. Again, She like she's playing so well. And so... You've, you're going to have to do something special in attack to score a lot against them. For, for Thunder to only score 47 in a game, yeah, that's fun. probably the lowest score mm. they've had all season. So, um, yeah, good luck anyone playing Stars. Have, have, you, uh, have you spoken to anyone from Thunder at all? I have not, actually. I'd be interested to know what they how they feel. After yeah, that. I mean, I saw... Oh, I'm sure they feel gutted. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I saw some of the reaction on, on social media and, you know, they, they were obviously disappointed, but I think they were in that fortunate position where they did have kind of a loss to take like yeah. because they because they'd got a bit of a buffer they can go oh you know what we can take this on the chin and learn from it and get better and and Improve, forget about yeah. it almost yeah and hopefully. i think it's also a good example of even though they're in seventh place within the the, the league it just shows you that you know and i don't think for one minute they took them for granted but there is also that that bit of your mind that thinks well where are Number one, they're seven. Did they underestimate them? Yeah. Do you know, I don't think that Karen would ever underestimate anybody, underestimate anybody but, you know, it kind of feels a little bit like that. And but some, sometimes it's hard as well yeah, because, because you don't, you don't, you're not underestimating a team, but as players, it's difficult to get up for some games. Yeah. Like if, if mm. it's a non-televised game, you've had a bit of fluffing around, messing about with a centre circle, you're playing seventh in the league and then it's like... Psychologically, it's yeah, like 1v7. It's like, yeah. it's like, it shouldn't... Right, go. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's like you're kind of struggling to, mm. to get Keep on that up. hype. Well, I'm sure Thunder will gain momentum again. But moving on now, we've got another close game this round. Let's chat about Surrey Storm hosting London Pulse and managing to put back-to-back wins in the Vitality Super League. Now, Sarah, sorry to bring this up again. Sorry, I shut then. <laughs> Over a well, if you, if you have a bad week, you might as well have an awful yeah. week, can't you? <laughs> Let, you know? Let's go for it, hey? Uh, they got an impressive win against Loughborough in last week's fixture and ground out a win in the dying seconds against Pulse, taking the victory 56-53. Now, we've spoken about Storm not being in a position to challenge for top four, but will the performances and results they're putting together now put them in good stead for next season, do we think? I think they will, but it's hard because there was so much movement in the last off-season in mm. terms of players that you don't know who you're going to have. So, mm. Storm, I, I think Storm... I imagine would keep a large percentage of their players for next season, but you can't be sure. So yeah, I'm sure Mickey will be looking at it going, we want to really kind of cement this team and and keep it for a few years and, and build with it. But it's hard to plan one season to the next because players can just stop and leave. Yeah, that's true, actually. There's no well, we've seen guarantee. It, we? Since uh, I think the inception of Wasps, that's when it first came to the forefront where um, players who were historically very, very loyal to where they had come from and who they played for, started that moving around very much like you know football and rugby you know what you go to where is going to suit you and uh, what conditions suit you yeah and, so and you girls can... are moving so that loyalty to where you're from no longer yeah you can think you're on a path but it only takes yeah. a few changes yeah. or movements and then that's it uh, it also sounds like it was a good performance from pulse following their victory against mavericks again are they going to be looking to build for next season providing no one yeah I, th- I think they are and I, th- I think Pulse have got that sort of you know evil glint in their eye where they just go we can just wreck some team's chances here like <laughs> we like I know like Thunder play Pulse on Saturday and then we've got them the week after and so they'll look at those games and be like yeah we- we're not gonna we're not gonna make top four but you know we can sure mess someone's chances up we're and, not backing down and yeah and and they're now playing really well and I think they- they've kind of got a more settled seven which is what we talked about earlier in the season and 
Yeah, they've got some quality players, so they're going to give every team they play now, I think, a run for the money. It'll be exciting to see. Right then, Sarah, I've almost spoken about it and then avoided it, but we're going to have to deal with this now, aren't we? Yeah. Got to chat about, that's right, Maggie's <laughs> rubbing her back. She's feeling all right. Uh, Loughborough's uh, tough week. Uh, another difficult game on Friday, away to Bath, where you were beaten in an, it was an epic battle, 57-55. It was going to be a big ask, wasn't it, away from home? Yeah, it was. And I mean, like, first round of fixtures, we lost to Bath by 25. So it's a, it's a, it's a big turnaround, not quite big enough. Um, and it was a weird game, like massive swings in, in the scoreline, massive swings in momentum, lots of errors, just just a, a, a bizarre game. And I, in the end, you're sort of like, oh, we're just going to toss a coin here for who's going to win this. Yeah. But... But it, like it's disappointing, but then Bath's a diff- difficult place to go. You don't go there expecting to win. You go there knowing you can, but it, it's not like, right, this is in the bag. It's going to be a battle. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, like both teams, they it, it was it was important to both teams and you could see that because um, both teams really wanted it. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those weeks. And like I said, you might as well have an awful week as a bad week. Absolutely. You? <laughs> but I tell you what, though, there's not been a gift made of you. This week, has there? No, so I, I, obviously, I obviously wasn't too angry. You and, weren't animated, or animated and you know, just, <laughs> just keeping my cool, you know. But how are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? Yeah, I am feeling okay. And I think, I think what what I kind of saw from the players on Friday was a level of connectedness and commitment, and almost a a sort of after the game, and it almost felt like the, a, a level of belief in in the fact that they are good enough and and that they can do it. And I think. If you can respond to a loss like that, then then you're doing okay. And we've got we've got a tough week ahead. You know, we, we need to get get to training, and then we've got a double header weekend. But you know, it's it's sport. You're going to lose some matches, Absolutely. so you need to just get up and get on with it. And it's not all doom and gloom either, because Loughborough are still in full spot. However, they have got a game in hand on Mavericks, who are taking on Wasps in tonight's Sky Sports fixture. Again, massive game that for battle for top four. Yeah, huge game, and I mean, it's one that you'd expect was to win um slash hope um but, <laughs> but the way the way that results have gone uh, who knows who knows who knows mm, well uh, you might have worked out by now that we're recording our show a bit earlier this week so we're gonna have to cover the mavs v wasps game in next week's episode that all right with you Absolutely. Uh, but just to remind listeners well uh, on that you've both predicted a wasps victory in tonight's game indeed are you standing by it yes I am, but now I don't know if I should because I've got everything wrong. So maybe I should maybe I should back Mavs. You need to, you need to stay where you yeah. are, and Wasps need to yeah, win. Yeah. Just just stick with it. Yeah, stick yeah, with yeah. It. All right. Finally, in round fourteen, Dragons got a solid win at home to Sirens um, on Saturday. They won that fifty nine forty nine and led pretty much all the way through the match. Do you think Sirens are going to be pretty disappointed that they didn't really manage to mount a challenge in that game? I think they will be hugely disappointed because I think historically, you know, you used to go to Dragons and it used to be one of those uh, games you thought, oh, you know, I could probably mark this one up to a win mm. but they have been that team that have been the Achilles heel for, for quite a few teams even the ones the games that they haven't been able to close out they have come really close and have pushed just about everybody and I, I was just thinking to myself how sad it was that they hadn't made a uh, World Cup you yeah. know, the, you know the, the Welsh team yeah. because you know the momentum that they have at the moment rolling into July would have held them in good stead 
Yeah, what, it would have been a great thing mm. for him to go, right, well, here yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, Sarah, you called that one. So No, I didn't. No, no, you did. Did I? You called it, Mags didn't. Oh, I'll take take that then. I'm, I don't <laughs> tell me, have I got this wrong? I've got no idea. I, I can't imagine I, can't I got remember. one right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I was really looking forward to that. I was like, here's a little Brucey bonus oh, for her. Let's give it uh, a yeah. Right. yeah, you oh, did. I don't she want your pity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, I think uh, sirens have been so up and down, um, and I think they'll be disappointed with that because they played so well against Bath mm. um, when you know you, they could have just won for us, couldn't they? But they didn't bother. And then they Selfish. they were oh, dare they. they were disappointed with the performance against Thunder, and I think they would have looked at that as, as a real opportunity yeah. to kind of get back on the horse. Agreed. And they they will be disappointed with that, but again danger team because you just don't know what you're getting on any given day and hopefully they'll have the same mindset that you said your girls did in that it's you know it's we just go with it now it's a lot yeah. when we get up well hopefully like, after next week when we've yeah. played them okay yeah not too soon <laughs> oh I'm saying all the wrong things to Sarah right we're really pleased to be joined this week by Jen Walsh who's the captain of the England mixed indoor netball team Jen welcome to the show hello thanks lovely thanks to have me. you yeah lovely to have you well indoor netball is now more commonly known as nets which is a variation of netball, isn't it? Can I ask you to explain the main differences between nets and the uh, the standard seven-a-side version of the game, Jen? Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess the biggest difference is that it's played fully with inside high-tension netting. So this means that the ball never goes out of play. You can pass off the nets and there's different rules, I guess, in relation to how you can use the nets. But most importantly, it's really important in, in feeding into the shooter. So not only have you got the whole way around the front of the shooter, but also they can hold... Um, and take the ball off the back net. Um, so from a defensive perspective, it's very tough because they've got that whole 360 degree angle. And also you've you've not really got any breathing time because there's no sideline, there's no backline passes. Um, it's constantly in play. Yeah, Intense. I was just going to say, it sounds exhausting. How, um, <laughs> <laughs> as a mid-court, I'm like thinking yeah. about this, like, no, yeah. not for me. Um, how, how long are the games? The games are 12-minute quarters. Uh, oh, jeez. So 12-minute quarters, yeah. Um, the court is slightly smaller than a, than a normal oh, netball court. Um, so that's, yeah, a, a small win. But yeah, fitness is key. It really does sound exhausting. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> obsessed with how tired I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you know what? I've never seen Sarah and Mags go look as if they're completely exhausted <laughs> just by listening to someone. How many teams are there, Jen, playing this variation of the game? How many teams are there? So we've got the, the World Cup coming up in August and we've got three England teams travelling out for that. So we've got mixed team, we've got a ladies team um, and we've also got an under-21 side. And how did you get into playing nets and mixed netball? Do you know what? So I was just finished university and we still had our WhatsApp group going with the girls and one of them had heard of this England Open Trials and thought it would be a good way to see everyone again and a little reunion. I hadn't really heard of the sport. I didn't really know what I was turning up to, but we just sort of went as a oh yeah it'd be nice to see everyone again it's in London it's it's easy to get to and from then it, it really changed my life you know I, I loved the version of the game um I've met so many of my closest friends through it it's a real lovely community that has been built and it's yeah it's great fun to be involved it really sounds that you can tell that you're passionate about it how many times a week do you train what does your week look like in terms of our venue for indoor so for our venue for nets we're training at Birmingham at the moment, so it's hard to get in midweek nets practice. But we have that sort of two to three times a month building up to the, the World Cup. So many of our weekends are taken in, in travelling up to Birmingham to train as a squad. It's one hell of a schedule. <laughs> Jen, I'm going to put my hand up and say to you that I have never, ever been inside a nets car 
how many of these are there across the country are there quite few so unfortunately in, in england we um we haven't got that many nets venues but out in sort of australia new zealand south africa there are so many um oh, so yeah as, as england we're really <laughs> we're really jealous of their facilities is, is it something um, that they're, they're aiming to expand on are they wanting more of these facilities um hopefully so what we're what we're trying to do is you know raise the awareness of the game it's in in the same netted courts as indoor cricket is played um so there are opportunities to share the court with with that sport and that's definitely growing but it's based on demand and and profitability and the more people that we can get playing the sport and the more the people are interested the bigger chance we've got of, of getting more venues really obviously spreading the word is vital but what ultimately needs to happen basically to get nets to the next level do you think do you know what before last year i would have absolutely said that we need more men in the game we need more people spreading the word more people getting involved more people seeing netball as more than just a school sport but i think partly down to the, the commonwealth games and and how well the english roses have have done on the world stage but also looking at england and specifically the knights men's netball team have done a huge amount in raising awareness of netball as a, a men's game um, and really raising the, the profile and participation they had their trials a, a couple of weeks ago and they had over 60 men attending which is fantastic and you know it really helps to, to raise the profile of of the game and many of them have already been involved in in nets for England so it's it's really helping to spread the word and just talk Um, us through your experience of mixed netball for anyone who's going do you know what I just know nothing really about that mixed netball really challenged me it's made me much more agile it's made me have to jump it's made me faster why is it Um, why is it that it's made you a more agile player just I guess men really add that challenge in a different way the height is no longer an advantage so you're really forced to use other skills and develop in other ways you know holding a against a six foot seven guy it's it, it's less effective yeah. <laughs> and the, the path is a lot harder in um so I think yeah it it really helps in in adding a new dimension really and adding a new challenge um yes they're, they're physical and and sometimes you, you've got to be able to take the hit but they're not dangerous you know they're, they're hugely talented um and a lot of time they, they pick it up really easily which is a little bit frustrating when mm. they've never played but you know guys have generally got very good coordination they've got good strength good skills and I think yeah they they add a real good social atmosphere to the game as well they're hugely competitive on the court but as soon as they walk off the court you know they shake hands they want to go for a beer it's very much a a sociable atmosphere um and play netball in London have done a a great job in in really driving mixed netball um they run multiple leagues through London it is great fun well Jen you've sold it to me are there any shout outs or anything that you'd like to give before we let you go just really uh, a shout out to all, all the teams that have supported the Knights men's netball team all the the people that have supported our indoor netball journey so far and um, please do yeah get involved um follow us give us your support and really help us uh, grow the the different versions of the game and the, and the games as a whole well, you have our support, Jen. You've well and truly sold it to me. It sounds incredible. Amazing. Uh, Jen Walsh, thank you so much for joining us on Netball Nation. You take care and hopefully we'll speak no, to you right. soon. Thanks take so care. Much. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Right, MPL competitions time. Saturday saw the end of the MPL under-19 and under-21 competitions. So we just want to shout out a big congratulations to Manchester Thunder, who secured the under-19 MPL title. Well done. And Wasps, who were named champions of the under-21 competition. Yeah, well, well done. done. Right, Max, you're head coach of Leeds Rhinos, who have a team in the under-19 competition. Indeed. How have you and the girls found your first season? 
Um, I think it's been a, a wonderful season. It's been an eye-opener. The quality of play has been phenomenal. And we ended up fourth in that competition. Now, if you look, you've got two teams on the same point, so technically we might have finished third. third yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> put it that way. But Emily Perry has been... Uh, you know, at the head of that under-19 squad. And she's done a phenomenal job with them. You know, she's she came together. She didn't know any of these girls. She's pulled together this talent and she has um, drilled them into a fabulous bunch of athletes and we're exceptionally proud of them at Leeds Rhinos. And what have they got to say? I mean, they must be happy with them. Well, they're absolutely delighted yeah. because, you know, I suppose as a new team, a new group coming in, because we don't have a franchise, so the highest we could have in the competition was under-19s. And I don't know what the people expected of us, but they maybe thought, you know, that team from the north that really don't know anything about netball. But I'm dead delighted that the girls have gone and they've shown a trick or two and it's paid off for them because they've won plenty of games. Absolutely. And learn, learn a heck of a lot and you from the top three. You'll have seen that change in them probably as well. They've developed, yeah. you know, way beyond anybody's estimations. And that's you know, exciting. And that match play against quality opposition that they've had when they've taken to the court uh, has helped with their learning. Amazing. Well, secondly, Manchester Thunder always seem to challenge in the NPL competitions. Mm. What is it that they do well, do you think, with younger athletes to help them compete and progress mm. into performance netball? I think they've got the bonus of having a really strong club structure in the Northwest. They've got they've got great clubs, likes of Tameside, Berry, Oldham, um, Trafford, that uh, Ribble Valley, all sorts of clubs. They're competing yeah. on a regular basis, and so, week in, week out. And that's used to it. it. So by the time oh, they yeah. get to Thunder level, they've competed at under 11s, under 12s, mm. within club structures at a, at a high level and with each other to get court time and mm. to, to win tournaments and win junior competitions. And I think that level of competition makes them really competitive when they get to, to that level um, in terms of franchise level. So it, is it basically just practice then? The, the practice that and they're regular, getting? And it's regular, regular yeah. you know, intense competition that they're getting yeah. from all these other clubs. And yeah. A director of netball over here, Sarah yes. Bayman. Do you get to see many of the under-19, under-21 games? Yeah, we, yeah, I've seen quite a few because they often play before our games. So I'll, right. I'll get there early and, and watch our juniors. And, and it's a funny one, I think, with, with the juniors because you have so many players. Well, we have so many players because we're quite a young team within our Super League team who can drop down. So they can, they're still eligible for under-19s and under-21s. Oh, and, really? And so it's, it's kind of one week you'll play a team and they'll look completely different to mm -hmm. the last time they played because the players haven't or haven't dropped down. Um, but I also think at, at this level, it's great to, to win these competitions and it's great to show progress. But the main point of this... In, in my eyes, is to produce Super League athletes. So if if you have a team that wins everything, but at the end of it, you get no athletes progressing onto the next level, then is that a pathway or is that just a competition at that age group? Yeah. So for, for me, it's it's always about, the path, about it being a pathway. So if there's someone in under 17s or under 15s who has got a huge amount of potential, but it hasn't played that much netball or isn't isn't quite ready, then... I want her playing because if she, if she's the one who's got the most amount of potential, by the time she gets to 18 and 19, I want her in the Super League. I don't want us to, to still be raw. And so you might have to lose games along the way at the junior level in order to get them to where they need to be as seniors. It's how it's going to serve long term. Yeah, and I think sometimes it, it can be looked at too short term, like we have to win this And that's, this where, year. Coaches, that's where coaches get it wrong. Yeah. That's what I believe. Or get, get it, it right, right, maybe sometimes. The, the sometimes it is. Sure they're that... only focused. They're blinkered and it's only about winning. Forget about the development. Forget about getting them on the court. You know, you will sit on the bench or you will stay within your age group. Because some of them at under 17 
are ready for 19s or even 21s, push them, give them the opportunity yeah. and let them have that. And, 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 you've, and you've got to do what's, what's right for the athlete. Mm. So if there's a seven, an under 17 who's not being challenged, you, they need to go up to under 19s. Likewise, if there's an under 17 who's good but physically not ready, then keep, then keep, keep them, them down. down. And I think what's been impressive with Thunder is, is, yes, they are really successful, but they're also successful at transferring mm. juniors into the Super League team. And you look at Amy Carter and Amelia Hall and oh, loads of them are local and, and they've done a really good job of, of developing talent to a level where they can then play in the Super League. You're both in massive agreement with each other on this. Do you think there's something needs to happen, something needs to change to make sure there is that longevity for players? And if so, what is that that needs to happen? I, I actually don't... I, I think it's up to individual franchises to kind of get... and for me as like director of netball and, and people in the same position as me to get the message through their franchise. So to me, the message to our coaches within the pathway is very much like yes, we want you to develop these players. We would like you to, to be successful, but that is not the be-all and end-all at this level. We we want players to progress through the pathway and continue on a journey up to Super League level. And so I'm sure individual um, directors of netball at franchises are probably passing that message on. And the main reason being because of the money coming into netball. Yeah. If you can develop your own players, it means you're not trying to have into trying to have to attract someone to move house yeah. or international players and pay that that extra amount but of you're money. you made yeah. Yeah. there. Yeah, and, and, and whilst the, the loyalty is less than it used to be, there's still a degree of loyalty. If you've, if you've brought a player from being under 15 all the way through to, to Super League, of course they're going to want to play for that Super League franchise. So I think, I think that in itself invest will make, term, will make teams invest long-term. Yeah. Well, how does it... Because how does it differ now, the NPL competition, to when you ladies played? I didn't play in NPL. Oh, really? Neither. No, I'm too old. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. They both admitted it. They're both too old. I both think too old. NPL did start whilst I was like, I don't know, I'd been in Super League a couple of years. <laughs> and I was literally like, this would this would have been sick yeah. if I was younger. But the Super League didn't exist. So <laughs> so it's a great opportunity for people who are young enough. To it, have is, it. <laughs> it is a great opportunity for those who are young enough. But if you look at the, the what I saw, which was quite interesting, was the under-21 result and the under-19 result had the same three teams one two three differing between the two but it was it was pulse thunder and wasps took one two three in both age groups wow. so, so they're doing something right within their pathway yeah and 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 there's an element of like we talked about thunder having a really strong club structure the same for wasps and and pulse like like london yeah some great clubs yeah. some great development work goes on birmingham Birmingham was always like a sleeping giant because you had some massive clubs in Birmingham and no Super League outlet for them. And now they've got a West Mids mm-hmm. outlet in terms of Wasps that they're kind of um, developing those players. Well, if there was like a young netballer listening to the Netball Nation podcast now and listening to this, what would you say to them if they were hoping to make it to the Super League franchise? If they were playing at this standard, what would you say to them? What, as in an under 17 or 19? Yeah, yeah where, how are you going to get there? What would be your number one bit of advice to them? Cripes, that's a hard one. <laughs> the toughest. There isn't just one piece of advice you would give them. You know, it's getting the, the culture right, you know, training hard, getting good advice, being in the right club at the right time. Because um, I know within uh, Yorkshire that my particular club team do really, really well within the region, but then take us outside of our region because we don't get that tough uh, experience in games like they do in the northwest that's when we really do come up against it and we have 
serious battles because the girls just are not used to it. I wish we had what they have in the Northwest, you know, a strength across lots and lots of clubs that give us that intensity every single week. So it is, it's about being in the right club. It's getting, being with the right culture, making sure that you train hard, you work hard and get good advice. Thank you, Max. Sarah, anything you'd like to add? To, I mean, I think that was summed up very well. Yeah, well well said, Max. Yeah. <laughs> we all agree. Thank you. Right, moving on. Favourite time of the show, ladies. Prediction Ooh. time. Ooh. Right, this is going to be a whole lot harder. There's going to be lots because yeah. it's a double lots header. This coming weekend, rounds 15 and 16 are being played as part of the big Easter weekend, meaning we've got a full Saturday and Sunday of Vitality Super League games of Four of those are being shown live on Sky Sports, which is really Out decent. Uh, that is, I mean, that's amazing for fans if you yeah. wanted to watch it. Yeah. Really good that. Uh, Sarah, a really tight turnaround for teams and coaches, though. Surely it means teams are going to have to use the whole squad over the weekend, aren't they? I mean, potentially, but on the flip side of that, you know, major tournaments, you play day on day on day and, you know, players just have to suck it up a little bit. So, I like it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you will probably see a few more... Um, players being used um, but at the same time it's it is a kind of test of players ability to recover on a short turnaround which which is key and it's not optional they're just gonna have to no, do it, no so. i mean it's yeah uh, right with it. now then no sitting on the fence we're gonna make decisions and we're gonna make them quick okay, okay? so because we've got so many to get through saturday sees live on sky sirens v loughborough mags it's gotta be loughborough Thank i've you. got to do it i'm, not even, I'm not even asking you because <laughs> 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 uh pulls v thunder thunder yeah, Thunder. Okay, so you both agreeing on that one. We've also got Wasps v Storm. I'm going to go Wasps. Oh, I thought she was going to be controversial mm. then. Are you going to be controversial? I did give it a, a nano. Yeah, yeah you did. No, nah, I'm going to go Wasps. You're both agreeing yeah. again. Stars v Bath. Oh, Stars. Woohoo! <laughs> Here we go. Um, I mean... Pff, and I'm, I'm going I'm, on the, the current performances. They are on a roll. And they're hot to trot at the moment. I'm, hot to trot. I'm going to go Bath on the premise that I get most wrong and hope that I get this one wrong. <laughs> First disagreement of podcasts. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, she hopes. She hopes. Uh, Mavs, drag Dragons. Mavs. Yeah, Mavs. Mavs. Both agreeing on that yep. one. Sunday then, live on Sky, Storm v Stars. <gasps> Storm. You've gone stars against Bath, but then storm mm. against stars. She's mixing it up. Yeah, she's the game. Um, she's local. Yeah, um, indeed. <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna go stars. You go stars, right then? Bath v Mavs. Oh, oh. biggie. Oh. Bath. Yeah, I mean, I want Bath to win, so I'm gonna take. Gonna, gonna take him on that one. Gonna go Bath. Mm. Uh, right, other games: Wasps v Dragons. That's Wasps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sirens v Pulse. Oh, no, I'm going to go Pulse on this one because they're due. They are due. They're close. They're about if they can just keep it together. Yeah, I think Pulse will win that. that. Win. You both yeah. agree. Yeah. Pulse, right then. And um, we've also got a Lightning v Thunder. Mike. Biggie. They've done it many times. Loughborough again. Well, obviously. No, I'm going to go with us. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I've thrown in a prediction as well. Right, thank you so much for that, ladies. We'll be settling it all next week. We'll have so much to Can talk I pay about. an Easter eggs? Oh, yeah, you can. Actually, no, it depends which ones. Which ones are we going <laughs> Getting for? Getting fussy. I'm a link girl, mate. I like the big link. Oh, expensive, expensive tea. Tea. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and it's, it's one egg per each time that you get it wrong. Oh, are we all right with that? Yeah. Can I just tell you, listeners, it looks like she eats them. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I really do. You can get them for a pound, by the way, the mini eggs ones. Oh, okay. They'll do. Right, have you got any shout-outs, ladies, before we... Well, yeah, we were just talking earlier how... Um, 
BBC to mark one year since England won the Commonwealth Games. Woo! Yay! <laughs> they have put the whole match up on iPlayer all week. So, <gasps> nice. yeah, so go and find it and watch it and stress yourself out even though you know the result. <laughs> yeah. Pretend you don't. Yeah, well, you don't even have to pretend. No, yeah. Like, people are like, I know the result and I'm just like on the edge of my seat. So, yeah, yeah it was an epic game. So, it's, it's actually a really cool thing that the BBC have done and, and put the whole game up, yeah, for the, so for the week. So, go to the iPlayer. Yeah, go to iPlayer and, and search it out and it's it's there all week and then it will be gone I think so you get get on to it now now and Mags anything that you'd like to add no I just want to say good luck Sarah this weekend thank you, you. Know, you've got a lot of travelling going all that way north and a couple of big games so let's go hard thank absolutely. you absolutely good luck Sarah we're rooting for you here at Netball Nation and also uh, the sun's shining this week we're having a good mm, one so fingers crossed that's bringing you good luck now uh, thank you so much for listening to Netball Nation to listen to our podcasts head over to mynetballnation.com and do remember as well to follow us on all the social platforms at mynetballnation right see you next week see bye. you bye. bye this is Netball Nation